that's really what we wanted to share with you was like, if you're feeling stuck, then it's like nature's way of giving you a sign that there's something better for you. And I think when you feel stuck and then really bad stuff starts to happen, that's when you really got to look in the mirror and say, okay, what I'm doing is not working. So let me just try something different on for size. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey, Edward Copeland. Yes. How are you today? I am so good. I want to talk to you about something that Uh I think is going to open the floodgates and you're not going to want to shut up about. Okay. Ready? Yeah. When you're green, you grow. When you're ripe, you rot. Ooh. What do you feel like? A uh, sour peach? Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel like a plum. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm a rotten peach. And that's what we want to talk to you guys about today is like, are you the rotten peach or the sour plum? Yeah. Are you feeling stuck? Mm-hmm. And we're going to share some insights to talk to you about how and when and why personal development, which is kind of like a what, a, can we just say, why do people have a problem with personal development? Like, I don't I think, think that they know they have a problem with it. I think they don't know about it. I th- well, I definitely think that there's a part, and we'll talk about that, where we, we had, had no, no idea clue. That this was an entire world. But I also think that there are people that have tremendous success that think personal development is a waste of time. Like some woo-woo shit? Yeah, some woo-woo stuff. Like when, when people think that, all you do is sit there and meditate or, or you read think books positive and, things yeah, in like, your life. I'm going to make it. 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 And I think that that's where people kind of go, ah, oh, nah. Yeah. That's, that's not for me. So we're going to take it back today to a painful time in our life where we felt like rotten peaches and sour plums. <laughs> and we're going to teach you guys how we're going to talk to you actually about yeah. how and why this became an important topic for us. So buckle up. Let's go. Let's go. So today we're going to talk about personal development, which is kind of a buzz category, (laughs) but I I would just tell you a lot of our friends don't really speak the language of personal development. Right. And the 2014 Eddie and Janelle Copeland did not speak the language of personal development. No. And you know, what's interesting is that you may think, oh, if you didn't speak the language of personal development, for those who know about personal development, you're like, oh, well, you must not have been striving for things or alive or breathing. (laughs) But I think that it was something that we just never paid attention to. We never stopped at the personal development book section of the bookstore and Mm -hmm. said, this is my section. Well, I didn't know it existed. Right. But we were consuming tons of information about becoming better leaders Mm -hmm. and leading teams and being parents and all of the things that were important to us. But I would say around 2014, 2015, I mean, God, how old were we? We were definitely 30s. Yes. 30s, like younger to mid 30s. Right. And and we would later realize that this becomes like a scientific thing. (laughs) Thanks to Dr. Alan Watkins, a 
TED talk that I saw or listened to and watched, right? Mm -hmm. So we talk about like quarter life crises or midlife crises, but we don't know that they're actually real. Right. And what happens is, is you get to a point in your life where you're going to work every day, you're taking care of the kids, you're coming home to the same person every day. If you're married, you're kind of going through life's motions day in, day out, doing what you're supposed to. And then you just wake up one day and say, is this all there is to life? Right. Right. Yeah. And I think people have this in different parts of their lives, depending on what they're going after and what they're doing. But for us, it was definitely in the in our 30s where you would find that, hey, we have always been a couple that strived and tried to build our careers, but or make more money or make more money, buy nicer things, nicer things. But I think when it came down to like what to do next in life, there was a lot of complacency. I would say for me, complacency of kind of the day in and day out routines and thinking that you were striving, thinking that you were going for more, but really you're kind of just in a rut. Yep. And that's the only thing you can really call it. So Dr. Alan Watkins says that you're kind of like on a road and you're going and you're going and you're going. And then at some point you come to a crossroads and you say, okay, I can't continue to go on this way. So I've got to stop. I'm either going to go left, which is a bunch of bad shit. So (laughs) you start to have an affair. You start to do drugs. Maybe there's a shopping addiction. Maybe there's other addictions that come along with that. And you're just like trying to seek fulfillment in all the wrong places, right? And I think it's what people, what happens is people get confused. They don't know what it is. And we talk about that a little bit when we talk about like, not having clarity when we talked about in the first kind of episode where you're in this place where you go, I don't know what to do. Something is unsettling. I don't know what to do next. And so those things that Janelle just talked about end up being the things you go after because you don't know what to do next. Well, you're seeking fulfillment. Yeah. You're seeking for that missing gap. So then the other alternative is you go to the right. The right is when people in their early to mid thirties, sometimes it hits you when you're 40, that quarter life crisis, which is what we call it. But you go to the right and that is, God, what kind of book do I need to freaking read to get out of this rut? Or dang, a friend invited me to church and I don't really believe necessarily in church, but let me go. Or what is this whole meditation thing people keep talking about? So that's when you make a swift turn to the right and you're just like, okay, what I'm doing right now isn't working, but I know if I go left, it's not the right thing. But if I go right, Like this is all stuff I'm inexperienced with. And that's what we want to talk to you about today. Like we came to a crossroads around 2014, 2015, where quite frankly, for me, I was like in the bakery. I had reached the capacity based on the fact that I learned everything I could to get to that point. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I drove my sales. I drove my business. I had a staff and that was all great. But I ran out of ideas because if I had them, I would just execute them. I was like a high achiever. I was trying to be a good mom, trying to be a good wife. But then it's like, really, is there like, do I have to read a book on this? It's just like, okay, I'm doing the same things over and over. And I felt very stuck. Right. So at that time you were working for 24 hour fitness. Yeah. And you felt stuck too, right? Yeah, I felt stuck. I mean, I had, we had both really like got in shape and I know that fitness became a big part of my life at that time. And I started to you go to a new place and this is right after the crash of our old corporate job and you go to a new place and you're excited to learn this new industry and it's got all these new things that you're like, oh my God, this is, this is so cool. 
And then when you're there for quite some time, all of a sudden, like you feel like, wow, okay, I've, I've maxed this out. I've have a sense of mastery, but there's something kind of missing. And then you don't know what to focus on. So a lot of times you don't focus on anything. And that was what me, for me, what was the thing? I was not focusing on our house. I wasn't focusing on our marriage. I wasn't focusing on the kids. And then I was like going to work and just trying to, trying to make it that day. And I think that you don't strive and you don't have other ideas that help you want to climb the ladder, so to speak. You know what this is called? Doing the best you can. Doing the best you can. uh, Seriously, like that's what it is. Like I was going to work every day, running my business. You were going to work every day. We were coming home and we were just doing the best we could. And that's where things started to kind of shift, right? Right. We heard our speaker, Anthony Trucks, and he said, oh, shift. Oh, yeah. And you that's when you really need a shift. You need a shift. And so for us, it became like, I remember watching Eddie, like he had got a Bible for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why did he get a Bible? Like, just so you know, we'll do another episode on religion. Because I hope to one day have our pastors right. as guest speakers on the podcast, just to give you a different perspective, whether you believe in God or not. But So I remember we believed in God always. Mm -hmm. We always prayed. But like when we had Jordan, people asked, are you going to have her baptized? And I thought, well, no, I'm not even a practicing Catholic. Like that's so it's just like I feel like a hypocrite. Right. (laughs) So we started learning about other religions. We learned about Buddhism, about Judaism, about Christianity, about so many different religions. And we realized that they had a lot of the same things in common, which were be a freaking good person, yeah. be kind, do right by others. And so I have this tattoo on my left arm that symbolizes lots of different religions. But where we stood with our belief together as a unit was we want our kids to be able to find religion on their own, because it's true that if they were born in another country, they might be Muslim, right? Why? Because we raised them to be Muslim. So we wanted to be that family that educated our kids on lots of different religions. So we would go to church on holidays and we would do the things that we found a great Christian church down the street from our house. We liked it, but we didn't necessarily believe in organized religion. Right. Because we didn't believe in tithing and we didn't, we thought the church was like greedy and they were taking our money. I would tell you when I was a kid, when I would go to church, because we always went to either a really big church or when I was really young, went to a Baptist church, but like the preacher was bawling. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like flying in <laughs> in a helicopter. Flying, yeah, my mom said, Oh, my preacher flew in in a helicopter. Right. I was like, like, Oh my do God. Do you give them 10%? <laughs> um, but at that time, and I think everyone who's listening to this, you've all, whether, no matter what your faith is, you've gone through a phase where you've challenged what you have been taught to believe, right? And you, whether it be organized religion or whatever the thought process that your parents passed on, you'd end up challenging that. And I think we challenged that for a really long time around this organized religion. And and then also like what it was meaning for your life, what it was doing for your life, especially if the pastor has a a helicopter and a Rolls Royce and you're driving in a a Pinto, whatever the case may be. What is a Pinto? Is it a Ford? I don't know. I don't know. You just aged Uh, yourself. (laughs) But I had challenged that for a long time. I didn't lose the faith in God, but I did lose the faith in in direction of what it meant to have strong faith and and a presence in your life. And so we just didn't believe in organized religion. But I remember, so I will just say, I remember Speaking about being stuck, I remember driving to work on the same road that I took every mm-hmm. single day to the same place. 
and just feeling like what's missing. Mm -hmm. And I remember like, quite honestly, being emotional, driving to work, knowing that there was something missing in my life and I did not know what it was. Mm -hmm. And so like, it was interesting when we were talking about this, I look and I, I look at some of the books I was like downloading at the time and I downloaded a book around Buddhism. I downloaded the Quran. I downloaded another Bible and I, I was looking for something I knew was beyond myself. Well, that's when you know your life is jacked up because you're just like, I'm just going to go all in yeah. on religion. Which one of these or, religions yeah. could save me? Right. right. So what happened was um, our brother-in-law, Tony, he got a Bible for Eddie for Christmas and it was engraved with your name and yeah. had all this fancy stuff. And I was like, why would he get him a Bible, right? But, you know, they always say when the student is ready, the teacher yeah. appears. And so this was months later. And, you know, we'd been kind of figuring out. We were just stuck in a rut as a couple, right. as a household. And, and we were doing fine, though, on the outside, I think, is the key here. Yeah. And then, but it was just this lack of fulfillment. But anyways, I would see Eddie get up in the morning and I would see him like sneak in the bathroom, you know, that thing that guys do every morning. And I'm like, is this guy taking a Bible into the bathroom? And I just remember I let a couple days go by. And then the, the type of people we are, we're very, I don't know if it's competitive or what, but I was like, hey, what are you doing with the Bible? And he's like, well, I just, you know, I just wanted to start reading it. And I said, well, what are you doing here? Because if you're doing this and you do this without me, this is going to cause a lot of problems in our relationship. So like if you're growing in a direction, I need to know about it. Yeah. And it was just a was funny like exactly conversation, but that's verbatim. exactly what happened, right? <laughs> yeah. It was almost like I stopped him in the hallway and I was like, what are you doing here? Like what what's going on with this Bible thing? And I wasn't upset. I was mm -hmm. just like, our whole lives, our whole marriage, it had been like, if we're growing, we're growing together. And if right. one of us grows and the other doesn't, then our marriage is doomed. Right. So this isn't even about marriage today, but I will tell you that is probably one of our key points on how to keep your marriage alive and thriving is like, you've got to grow together. There are mm -hmm. so many things in life that could pull you to grow in different directions. And if you want to pursue something, that's great. But do the best you can to inspire your spouse to come along with you for the journey. Because let me tell you, if he would have started like reciting Bible verses and stuff, <laughs> and I'm like still on the page of, hey, I thought we don't believe in organized religion. Right. We would have went. That would have been all bad for the Copelands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he said, I don't know. I just feel like I'm missing something. And I was like, I do, too. I just feel so stuck. And I remember we had this really deep conversation about like, I was frustrated with the bakery. And I said, I ran out of questions to ask. Like if someone said, what do you need help with? I don't even effing know what right. I need help with. I don't even know what questions to ask anymore. And that was powerful, yeah. right? When I shared yeah. that with you. So to our listeners, I just want to ask you, do you feel stuck? And you don't even know what questions to ask right? because we know what that feels like. So then he goes, what if we just go to church on Sunday? And I was like, yeah, but it's not Christmas. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Let's just go. So I remember we went, just the two of us went, and we were never those people that really got into worship. And that's when everyone's singing and mm -hmm. they have their hands up. And I always would watch people put their hands up and just like, I would be in awe, like, wow, they're really feeling this. Yeah. Like that looks like it feels really good. But we would just go and kind of like be in the motions. Now I realize like I, I'm like, I'm not here to be entertained. I'm here to get something from this. So you've got to be a part of the experience and participate. Right. right. So I remember the pastor comes up and he's like, 
Today, we're going to talk about being stuck. Some of you are stuck in your marriage and some of you are stuck in a relationship and some of you are stuck with work and some of, and we just both started sobbing. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're like holding each other's hands and we're like, I think he's only speaking to us. <laughs> How did he know that we were coming? How does he know? <laughs> and so then we went back the next week because yeah. it was like, man, that felt so good. And we had this amazing conversation. Now, mind it, you, really quick, we're not trying to convert anybody. No, 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 no. no. This podcast is not about religion. This is just a part <laughs> yeah. of the story. Yeah. So then it became, okay, well that was fun, but I don't want to wait till next Sunday. So what can I do to get this feeling right? And it was not about church. It like our church that we go to is not necessarily about a ton of different Bible verses. It's about becoming a better version of you. And I think that that was something that we just had never really tried on. Right. And then, so then like, I remember like, continuously feeling like, okay, I want that feeling. I want to like, understand what, what is it that I'm missing? And I just started going down the rabbit hole of personal development. And but you didn't know really that that's what it was. I didn't know that was. I just thank the Jesus for YouTube, right? Yeah. <laughs> because, and I'm trying to. I've the been free th- version of YouTube, the by free the way. version of With YouTube. With the commercials. Yeah. And so I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but I know it was Les Brown. Mm-hmm. And Love I know him. that he was doing some talk and I listened to like the whole thing. And I was just like. I think I was probably extremely emotional listening to. Yeah, yeah, I was moved, and I was just like, "This, what is this?" Yeah, like, and he was like, "Babe, you gotta listen to this." Yeah. Would text it to me, and I'm like, "Okay, put it on." So I'm the kind of person like I hear something, and I immediately I'm like stopping what I'm yeah. doing, pausing it, looking for my notebook. I have literally notebook after notebook after notebook of quotes that Les Brown said that had me in tears. And then Les Brown would talk about his mentor. And I'm like sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting for him to say it. And then you're like, boom, I got the name. I got his name. Right. And then you go and you start binging on that person. For me at the time, I started with TED Talks. Like Mm -hmm. if you guys don't listen to TED Talks, you got to start there. There is a TED Talk for dealing with the loss of a loved one that changed my mind two years ago when one of my dear friends passed away. I knew how to cope with the loss of him better because of a TED Talk. There was a TED Talk I listened to about the woman that her leg blew off in the Boston Marathon and Mm. she was talking about coping and and that sort of thing. That changed my life too. I could go on and on about TED Talks because that was like in my YouTube feed. And again, when the student is ready, the teacher appears because you guys, I cannot tell you how many times we would be so excited to come home at the end of the day and talk and share and tell each other like, oh my God, I listened to this. And how many times, baby, did it happen where oh, it was like, I know what you're going to say. I listened to the that too. too. <laughs> oh, oh my, my God, God, I listened to the same one. So then we're showing our phones, we're comparing and we're and just let me tell excited. You guys, I'm going to tell you guys, when you are stuck like that and then you get on this rhythm where you're sharing, we would send via text message different YouTube videos and then like without talking about it, like to have listened to the same exact thing that same that same day, yeah. it's an emotional thing. Like it was like, a oh, my. Well, okay. for me, I felt like the universe was speaking directly to us and through us. Right. Like, why did this both like I'm sure it was an algorithm, but how <laughs> in the world did it wind sure up it at the top of both of our playlists on YouTube? Right. But, it, but also what was crazy was 
we would compare notes and we would have different notes. Yes. And that was really powerful because that stimulated conversations. Different perspectives. Different perspectives, just like we would have when we would go to church and we would walk out and and I would say, that part really hit me. You're like, oh man, that was the part I was like, oh, okay. And then hearing you say it differently, now I I get it. And so it's a magical thing. So I will tell you, if you're out there right now and you're struggling in any relationship, whether it be your relationship with your kids, relationship with your spouse, relationship with work, relationship with yourself, like when you get on that path and you start to really discover things, ideas, uh, different strategies of thinking. And I, and I remember like going from Les Brown to Earl E.T. E. Hip Hop Preacher. Oh, uh-huh. And I was stuck on that for a long time. We saw him the other day. And then Earl Nightingale was like, I went through probably... He has probably, I don't know, 100,000 hours. Can I of, tell you, Earl Nightingale, when you first introduced me to him, I was like, this is the most boring white man I've ever heard in my life. And that guy will change your life. Oh, my like, God. Things, it was just, like, these are amazing. things that were, were written and said in what, the 60s, mm-hmm. the 50s. And so then we started looking at each other and we're like, why don't our parents know about this? Right. That was a big aha moment for us. And so we're like, do you know how blessed we are to live in 2015 or 14 with YouTube and cell phones and headphones and just you can literally get get smart for free? Yeah. And at the time, these amazing speakers, Jim Rohn and all of these great speakers they were hosting conferences that, let's be real, people like our parents would have never had access to. Right. If you grew up like in a really modest neighborhood where things were just really tough financially, your parents were doing the best that they could. Absolutely. With what they had. And if they didn't have money and they didn't grow up around doctors and lawyers and people that were attending growth conferences, then there would have been no way that they would have ever found and discovered this. So then we felt bad for our parents. I was like, damn, they missed out on all of this, right? Right. And here we are just like soaking in all this information from all these old people. And these have become like principles and practices now for our lives. So that's really what we wanted to share with you was like, if you're feeling stuck, then it's like nature's way of giving you a sign that there's something better for you. And I think when you feel stuck and then really bad stuff starts to happen, that's when you really got to look in the mirror and say, okay, what I'm doing is not working. So let me just try something different on for size. Yeah. And I got to tell you, like, I think some people will be listening to this and they're saying, are you just talking about like positive speakers? Are you no. talking about? And I will tell you that the one thing that personal development has done for me is it's giving me mental strategies to get through most things. And also for especially for the guys that that they're out there that are struggling with how to articulate how you feel. Like one of the things that I have learned is that the words that that I have learned and I've read have given me a different voice to say, okay, I know how to explain myself. I know how to to communicate with my wife a little bit better on how I actually feel about something. And I think in heart, yeah, how Mm -hmm. I can articulate it. And then when you have something, and and I'll say this, it codifies your life. Like some things we were doing intuitively that, oh, wow, this is what we I did many years ago. And I didn't realize I was doing this. But what it allows you to do is it gives you a game plan on how you can do it again to overcome this new challenge in a different way. Right. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So for me, I think it gives me a strategy to go from point A to point B. Right. And also the inspiration or the motivation to know that there's something bigger. And also, I'm not the only dumbass in the world that like felt stuck. There's a whole entire <laughs> world and community out there that right. also needs the same thing that I needed. Right? right. So I think it's very important to say like when you feel like you're stuck in a rut and you feel like your problems are insurmountable and you feel like you're doing things alone, a human reaction is to retreat and just kind of convince yourself that well, this is just all there is. And so we realized that there were lots of people out there that thought the same thing that we thought. And then we realized that there were strategies. So. And, and there are people that right now that are listening to this that are highly educated. And I will tell you the formal education that most people get, like it doesn't cover the emotional intelligence part. It doesn't cover the mental strategies that you need for yourself. So you may have the education to achieve whatever you want to achieve in your career. But I will tell you that we have been high achievers in our career as well. And it's still, we still find ourselves stuck. There right. is no college that's going to really sit down and have a course on self-awareness. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, well, let's look at your problems, Eddie. And let's see, what is the common denominator of all of your life's unwanted problems and challenges? Uh, it's you, buddy. <laughs> like, that's really what I've learned from personal right. development. Like, I am the common denominator, which means I am the problem. Right. Which means that if I change the way that I do things then the things will change, right? Absolutely. So it's not so much that you always have to change the things around you. A lot of things in our life, let's be real, we can't control. Mm -hmm. But if I change the way I look at them, I change my perception of them, I change the way I show up and participate in those situations, they change. Right. Would you say that there is like a particular talk or a particular book that was just like, changed everything for you so that these listeners that are like what are they which which book yeah. did you read because i know that's how i am i'm gonna have to pause it and go through the you know <laughs> hundreds of books in the bookshelf because i feel like there are so many i mean i'm honestly off the top of my head i can't but i can tell you like if you need some motivation today go to on youtube yeah here's one on YouTube, look up Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. Yeah. He drops. Okay, I'm just going to warn you. He's very boring. Like his, I don't think he's boring. I love him and I love his voice now. But if I'm like, oh, man, Eddie and Janelle, they're cool. You know, they hyped me up. And, <laughs> and then, then you get like, there. You're like, let me talk let me to tell you, you about, about the strangest secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you're going to be like, I'm never listening to this podcast again. But I promise you. The Strangest Secret is 40 minutes and the first one's 20 minutes and it's statistics. Like if you take a hundred men yeah. and you ask any one of those, these young men and they mean women too. Yeah. I just, I make myself a, a young man or woman. Yeah. Mind you, he, he did this in like the fifties. Right. So. so we didn't really have a voice, but I know he was talking to me. Oh, he definitely so was. So he says 65 or a hundred percent of them are going to say that without a doubt, they're going to grow up to be successful. But then he gives you the stats and then at 65, most of them don't have a pot to piss yeah, in. About five five percent will actually achieve what they want to achieve. Right. So why is that? So he gets into the science of that and like how you're showing up and how you're you know, just like what are you doing with your life mm -hmm. and where did you lose your focus? And most often it's been because life has knocked you down. You've had challenges and you just didn't have the resiliency to get back up and keep fighting for the dream that at one point you wanted. Right. right. And so I guess to sum it up, personal development is about leaning into like discovering new talents, discovering more about your potentials, discovering 
If you're not making enough money and you're unhappy with that, you can discover how to increase your chances of employability. Yeah. And and if I would just add to that, to me, personal development teaches you how to think like we go to school. No, we go to school and we learn what to think about, what the answer is, what to study but actually how to think about things. Like, how should I approach this? What is the right mental strategy I should approach this trauma in my life, this this moment of being stuck or whatever the case may be. But how you think is so important because if you learn how to think about things, then what you think about, to Janelle's point, changes, mm-hmm. right? If I, if I look at this and I say, how should I be thinking about this? Well, I should be thinking about this like, okay, I'm the one with the issue. That's a how thought process. Mm-hmm. And I think that to me is where personal development, when you look at certain books, it just, one of the things that Earl Nightingale does is he teaches you how to think. He's like, yeah. he's not telling you what to think about. He's just saying, this is how you challenge your brain and how to think because most people just don't think at all. Yeah. And so I think that if you take our word for it and you start to Google some personal development stuff, The world is going to show you the universe will deliver exactly what you need. And I can't wait to hear about your journey, because let me tell you, YouTube's algorithm is something fierce and you will wake up tomorrow morning (laughs) with some amazing content in your feed if you just take one step in the right direction. So lastly, I kind of want to tell you just like I have four quick things that I jotted down really quick that personal development has kind of helped me with. And I would tell you. One, like following and modeling the behaviors of successful people Mm. has taught me that I am really resilient because we'll talk about like childhoods and trauma in another episode. But everybody that we love that we have followed has had some major traumatic childhood or upbringing or something. And I've learned I'm not special. Shit. They got problems, too. Right. So if this guy or girl can pull themselves up, then I damn sure should be able to as well. But I need the right strategies and tools. So that's number one, like model successful people. Number two would be you have to become so excited about learning. Like when you start to really see things unfold and new perspectives get dropped into your mind, you're like, why didn't I know this 20 years ago? Then you feel like somebody, is somebody keeping it I felt like me? someone was keeping it. Like, and that was a really fun part for us. That still yeah. happens to this day. We discover something and we're like, you know how many people knew about this and we didn't? I right. feel like they have been withholding information, but it's really us, right? Yeah. We just weren't exposing ourselves to the right people and the right lessons. And then like, you've got to make time for it. Like personal development's not going to find you. And so what did we do? We stopped watching TV. Yeah, that was a big change. I mean, we'll talk in another episode about how I wanted a divorce in the first year of marriage because we worked for Best Buy and Eddie thought that that meant that he got to play video games all the damn time. And that was not my idea of what a husband was supposed to do, right? Oh my God. No, absolutely. So you got to make time to learn. And then lastly, I think you got to keep it fun have some really great conversations, talk about what you're learning with your partner, with your kids. I mean, there were so many amazing things that we would hear. We learned about peak and pit, like Mm -hmm. asking your kids, like, what's the peak and the pit of your day? And we started doing that when they were little, right? Right. And they would get so excited and we would celebrate the pits, but we also would be able to have great conversations as a family. So, And uh, if I just, I'm at last, because I think that list is, I would agree with everything. 
the and I'll say this, the one book that I think was huge for me mm. was Outwitting the Devil. Okay. Outwitting the Devil was showed me what it meant like what was society doing? Is that a religious book, sir? No, it is not a religious <laughs> book. It's actually written by Napoleon Hill. Right. It's not a Who's book. Who's also it's, amazing. Yeah, who it's not talked about a lot. But it talked about disturbances and like what the disturbances mean in your life and how we get caught on this, which I had at that time self-identified. I was hypnotically in this hypnotic rhythm. And that's what he talks about in the book. But what you have to realize is you have to identify what you're going through so that you can think about it differently. And I think that that was a book that changed everything for me. And so if I would add anything to that list is identifying what you're going through and so that you can say, okay, I can put a name to this and I know what's going on in my life right now, but this is the change I need to make and I know not to go back down that path. Yeah, agree. So So we'll put a list of some of our favorite beginner things together, right? So if you want that, you can head over to the blog, JanelleCopeland.com, get a list of that. And then we really want to hear about your personal journey and we want to hear about your light bulb moments. Like if you're feeling stuck in a rut and okay, last thing, and then we'll go. (laughs) We have friends that we want to talk about on this podcast. Can I just be real? (laughs) Like before, we flipped the on switch to start recording we were naming some of our friends that just resist personal development right and we're like this person is highly educated and maybe i don't know 50 episodes in we'll just be like dropping names but for the second one i'm gonna say no can i just say this can i (laughs) just say this I don't know. So often people tell me, they ask me and I'm, and I'm not perfect, but people ask me, how are you so positive? How are you so, how do you have all this energy and all these different things? Right. And I tell them, oh, well, you know, I really focus on my, my mindset. I really focus on these things, all the things I kind of learn through personal development. Mm -hmm. And, and then else they'll say, well, what book are you reading? I'll give them a book. And I will tell you, for all you listeners, we, we're going to put some things out there. 9.75% of the time, they don't they listen don't to the damn book. read it. Yeah. Like you, I say, hey, did you get that book? Oh, yeah. I just, I just, you know, I put it on my list. And then I go, I'll check in with people because I, I, I like take note of that. If you yeah. ask me, I'm right. going to follow up. Right. And so often people do not read it. And I, and I go, well, I wonder what they were like admiring about me to ask me what I was doing to be prepared for the day or whatever the case may be. And then I give them like, Hey, here's the answer to the test of like, if you want to have a different mindset or if you want to have, if you want to have a different approach in life and they never read it. And I go, that's okay. Cause I'm pretty sure if I look back in my life, you know how many times somebody blessed you with oh, the blessing yeah, and I of, never even read it yeah. or we have, how often do we have books that, we already had that we never even read yeah, or never resonated. Mm-hmm. And we said, oh, this is boring. I got a book when I was 19 years old that was given to me. It was uh, The Millionaire Next Door. Oh, I thought it was rich, rich, da- rich Dad, oh, Poor Dad. Oh, it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I was like, oh, I don't, I, I have a poor dad. I, I don't need this. I can't even relate to I this. I have no other options. Literally never read it, right? Oh so God. fast forward, maybe 2014 or 15, I went to the bookstore because I heard about it. Bought the damn book, came home, and I was like, oh, my God, I I remember who gave this to me. That has happened at least five times. Yeah, there are five bad. books in this shelf that were given to me a decade, over a decade ago right. that I just wasn't ready for. So if you feel very much like 
damn, wh- where has this information been? It's been right in front of you, but my friend, you just weren't ready. Yeah. So now we hope you're ready. We hope that you will embark on this journey with us. And that's kind of the point of the Push Podcast is like yeah. sharing these things that have helped enrich our lives to hopefully add value important to yours. So we wish you nothing but the best. And we hope that was a good daily push for you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review you leave your handle and until next time push through